We would like to acknowledge that this podcast meeting is being held on Aboriginal land, the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. And we would like to pay respect to their eldest past, present and emerging and their multiple birth parents with children with disabilities. And this week we're speaking to P-Mum Rachel, Mum of Robbie and the Tasmanian representative of Angelman Syndrome Association. This podcast contains truth, laughter and the occasional F word, so it's not really suitable for children. Sometimes you just have to get your shits out. Shit, 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 shit. That's right, this is a language warning. Oh, shit. Fantastic. We have tried to have Rachel on for a, a little while, I but know. the planets or whatever aligned didn't. What well, was Mandy? Not aligning with anything, really. <laughs> I mean, when do you align, Mandy? I don't Every know now we're... and then. <laughs> for those of you who care about our weather chat, it's hot. We're both in yes, summer frocks, as my are. mum would say. Yes. And probably by the time this comes out, we'll have the ducket heating on. Last but... week, we couldn't record because we had no power. That's right. So, so um, it's been a fun week. Yeah. Actually. So last week, we were just cancelling people and saying, I'm so sorry, like Kay's got no power, I've got no power. Yep. Um, so you'll probably was, hear more about that in a snappy, yeah, but I reckon. Um, it was fun, fun times. So we're happy to be back. We are. And um, yeah, would you like to say hello and introduce yourself, Rachel? Hello, I'm Rachel. Um, and as Mandy said, mum to a beautiful boy, Robbie, a couple of other kids, and um, on the Angelman Association of Australia. Yes. Awesome. And how old is Robbie, even though we'll get into that? Robbie is five. Five. First year of full-time school. Oh, oh wow. wow. Let's talk about that. So let's let's Extra. ask you our questions. Okay. So our first question is, do you have a band or a song or music that, like, lifts you up when you're feeling down or really gets you pumping when you're feeling happy? Yeah. Um, I love music, um, lots of different kinds. Anything I can sing to or dance to yep. is, you know, fun for the good times. I love um, ain't no mountain high enough for uptown for a pick me up. Yes. Um, and when I just need to have a good cry, yeah. I've actually come to really love a song by Ben Folds and Nick Hornby. It's oh. called um, Picture Window. Okay. Uh, and I think it's a real P song. Actually, it's it seems like it's the story of a mum in hospital with her child on oh. New Year's Eve and oh. um, looking outside of the fireworks oh. and seeing the excitement and hope of the fireworks, but feeling the lows of being in hospital wow. and wondering what the future holds. It's really beautiful. That is an oh, anthem. Oh, I'm going to have a listen yeah, to that after this. It's really, yeah, it's all. It's about hope, I think. Yeah. And um, on those days when you think, I was excited about this, I thought this yes. was going to work, I worked my hardest yes. and it all falls apart. Yes. You yes. Know? I think sometimes you just need to let that out. So that's yeah. why I love that. Oh, it sounds perfect. Amazing. We'll put that on the Spotify list. Yes. Annalise will do that for us. Mm. And that li- that Spotify playlist is awesome. It's so awesome. We want you all to go and find that. It's two yeah. P's playlist. It's in the I show think. notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, do you? Yeah. 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 Beautiful. I love it too. So what about did you win any awards at school? Are you an award winner? A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like ducks. I'm not a duck, sorry. Right. Um, but I was a bit academic and I was a very good girl. I loved school. I yep. ended up becoming a teacher. So yep, yep. 
school was the place for me. Um, Having said that, I should add, I went to a tiny, tiny country school where there were probably only 12 people in my year. Wow. So the same people won the same thing. So, you know, every year I always got second in all the athletic things, you know, or third in, you know, um, backstroke, but first in uh, long jump. (laughs) You always knew who was going to get what, such a tiny cohort. So that probably helped. But I did win one award that was very special. It was um, I wrote a poem about my granddad when I was 17 about him having dementia. And that won um, a poetry award, a national poetry award, which I was very – that's the one like special award. Wow, I've got goosebumps. Yeah. That sounds beautiful. We've had a couple of nice poetry award winners actually. We have. I feel like maybe they – maybe the poetry judges actually (laughs) are – People that listen to the heart things. Yeah. 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 Well, it was definitely about the heart. He was someone who um, he had dementia, so he couldn't remember who anybody was, but he was so loving. Anyone he met, anyone who came to see him, he'd just joke with them or say lovely things or be so happy to see them, even if he couldn't remember that it was actually his daughter. Mm. You know, he was just such a loving man. Oh, Oh, that makes me want to cry. Yeah. Beautiful. 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 All right, and our favourite question is why are you a P or part of our P community? Well, I'm a P because five years ago I had a beautiful baby boy called Robbie who's turned out to have a very different and special path. He mm. has a disability and um, is quite medically complex. So that's introduced me to this beautiful P world. Mm. Mm. And Robbie was your your first child? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's learn about Robbie did you have a typical pregnancy or, you know, birth? Uh, no, not really. I mean, the birth wasn't super um, unusual, but the pregnancy was pretty complicated all through. Um, I had a bleed at 13 weeks, so mm. I thought I might be miscarrying um, and went for scans and um, in those scans and follow-up scans afterwards, they noticed some concerns with the placenta Um and then because they were following up on that, mm. later they noticed um, kidney abnormalities right. at around 20-ish weeks. So they realised that his kidneys and bladder and ureters were all swollen. Right. Um, and that's when it got more serious. Mm. That's when it, I, had, I had one scan and they said, oh, you know, it's probably nothing. Let's just send you to the mm. specialist scanner and did that. And then suddenly got a call at work saying, we want you and your husband, oh, um, you know, at the major hospital for Tassie, which is in Hobart. You know, we want you there on Monday. We need to scan you um, and we want you to see the high-risk pregnancy call. Oh, you know? yeah. And did you have to wait so a weekend? Little... Sorry? Was that on a Friday? Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. It was a Friday. I got a call at work. Then, yeah, had to be there on Monday morning. Um, so that's when it all felt quite real. Mm. Uh, and then... From then on, we had several trips to Hobart because they wanted me to be scanned there. Mm. Um, they weren't really sure what the problem was, but eventually the theory they settled on was actually a little bit funny. We were trying not to find out the sex of the baby, yeah. and so whenever they were scanning in that area... Yeah, which is you know, kidneys and... Away. Yes, yeah. of course. Yes. We had to look away. Um, and then finally what they said to us at, like, I don't know, 36 weeks or something look, what we think it is only occurs in one gender. Mm. So if you want to know what we think it is and what we're going to need to do, you will need to find out 
the sex of your baby. Mm. And we walked out of that room and my husband's a GP. Right. And he turned to me and he said, it's posterior refill valves and it's a boy. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, my gosh, really? <laughs> <laughs> so it was kind of nice to find out, like, oh, it's, it's a boy, you know. Like, yeah. I guess we, yeah, like, we knew we had a boy's name and we had a girl's name and then we knew their name and yeah, yes. like that. Um, tricky because a lot of his family is medical and we had to try yes. not to use that phrase because then they would guess it. Of course. Which they all did. They oh, all yeah. did the same thing. They tried not like, oh. to put out the word he. You know, were you times. sad that that, that was, she? or were you fine? Were you sad that that was taken off you or were you like, now uh, I know who no, my baby I is? Think, yeah. I think in all the complications, yeah. yes. it, like it was just a nice surprise to be mm. like, oh, you know, yeah. it's a little boy. Yeah. Yeah. A little Robbie, um, which is such a so cute name. It's a cute name. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's actually, we had a lot of comments about the name. Um, one of the nurses saying all the names he'd seen in Niku, a Christmas miracle called Barry, but never a Robbie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Barry! <laughs> um, but it actually, like my mum said, was it after your cousin Robert or your uncle Robert or great-grandfather Robert? I said, no, no. it's after Robbie the Reindeer. He's a, a claymation film. Yeah, I know Robbie the Reindeer. <laughs> Yeah, going to say Robbie Williams, and I was like, well. No. <laughs> so we named we named him after Climation Reindeer. Oh, <laughs> that's the greatest story ever. <laughs> um, so I mean, there, maybe anyway, there's some Wallace we, and Gromits out there, yeah. some people who love exactly. Climation. It's, yeah, it's the makers of Wallace and Gromit. Yeah, it is. Um, anyway, so look, it was a busy time, and we actually had to relocate um, right. for the birthday. Of wanted, course. So I live about two and a half hours away from Hobart right. and had to move down to Hobart, you know, from 37 weeks in case I went into labour yeah. early. Didn't have to be in the hospital, um, but just like spent that time staying with old housemates and mm. waiting around to go into labour. And um, at 39 weeks, um, Lucas came down to be with me mm. in case I went into labour. We didn't want him doing that long drive. Yeah, stress. Yeah. But as it happened, they had to induce me at 41 weeks. Wow. So it was four weeks of waiting around waiting. for nothing. Oh. Two weeks of Lucas's leave used up before it all started. Oh. But, um, in the end, thankfully, it was actually kind of a nice time for us to bond yes. before having him. A bit of rest. Ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Um, Lucas was studying for his exam, so he was flat out doing all yes. those homework. But then Robbie was born pretty smooth birth, just, you know, um, Use suction, but apart from that, okay. A million people in the room because yes. they knew he was complicated. Yeah. Um, but yeah, apart from that, he was born, you know, looking good. Um, had his first ultrasound at five hours old mm. at our bed, mm. oh. um, and then started his journey in the NICU. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Mm. So he, you got to hold him and cuddle him. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad. Yeah. And yeah. how long was he in NICU for? Um, NICU and special care nursery. Switching between yep. the three, yeah. for three, the two for three weeks. Right. Um, so when he was born, they realised um, it wasn't actually posterior urethral valves. It took about a week to diagnose it. He had every possible test, yeah. X-ray, yeah. MRI, ultrasound, yeah. everything you could think of for about five days. Mm. And then they called us into that family room yeah. that you realise is the bad news room. Yeah. You don't know to be well in it. Um, and sat us down and said, you know, we think. Uh, what, what Robbie has is um, an ectopic ureter, ureter. So one of his ureters, instead of um, kind of plumbing into his bladder, um, was plugged into his uh, prostate mm, and so right. uh, draining it all. Yeah. And it's actually really unusual. It more happens in girls, yeah. not 
I'm, you know, just ectopic yeah, yeah. have girls. Um, and they said he might need a kidney transplant one day um, and he will need a surgery, um, which we'd expected he would need a surgery. Yeah. So it was, um, yeah, suddenly all felt, you know, very serious, learning about all the various complications with that and he was going to be the first boy in Australia to have that surgery. Wow. It's amazing that they still did it in Tassie. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they did. We had an amazing surgeon. She's still one of our favourite people. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, he had a surgery at nine days old mm. and then tiny, tiny baby just laying in this huge bed yes. with all the wires oh, and the right tubes and the, you know, and we couldn't pick him up. We no. had to just look at him for three mm. days. It was like he was in a coma. Mm. You know? He was out of it, asleep mm. for the pain relief mm. for right. three days. Right. He just looked, you know, couldn't touch him. Can hold him or anything. I know for you know premier parents, it's far far longer than that. You know, sometimes they don't hold their baby for months. Mm. Um, yeah, okay. but you don't have to compare. And no, yeah, it still happened and it's yeah. traumatic. Yeah, yeah. How was Lucas being a doctor and being mm. a dad? And I think that was a bit hard. He, yeah, I think he probably he always knows a bit too much. Yes, um, and wants to help, but there's that fine line of yeah. being the dad and. Um, not to tread on anyone's toes. Mm. Um, so that that was a little bit tricky sometimes mm. um, because he wanted to be able to help. Of course. Yes. But, you know, that's, yeah, they he they were the doctors in the world. Yes, of course. You know? Yes, yeah. hard. Um, that is very hard. First time dad. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly, first time. We're, yeah, and um, he actually had to go back to work while Robbie was still in hospital oh, because so he'd run out of leave yeah. and, um that was really awkward to go back home and I was there on my own yeah. and just, try, you know, staying in Ronald McDonald House by that point yeah. and expressing every three hours, night and day and going mm. in and out of the hospital at night to visit and, you know, by yourself. Yeah. So it was, it was a pretty rough start. Yeah, definitely. Did you have any family support? Yeah, look, we're really lucky. We have amazing families on both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, none of them, none of our immediate family lived in Hobart. Um, right. But, you know, our parents kept coming down to yep. see us um, yep. and we had close friends in Hobart. Um, and so that was really nice. You know, people would come and visit. It's tricky, yep. of course, visiting Niku. Yep. It was thankfully pre-COVID, but yes. um, well, yeah, it's still true. hard. You only have one yeah, or two. Yeah, right. yeah, it's still hard. I want us to leave. And yes. who do you choose? Um, and yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's all very tricky. Yeah. 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 But, no, we did have support. Yeah. And then you got to bring him home? Yes, that was amazing. Um Finally, at three weeks, um, he was discharged and um, it, it, there was a moment where I had said to a nurse, like, oh, the surgeon said, you know, five days post-surgery, we can go home. She said, oh, no, you're not, you don't go home just on Wednesday, you know, you've got to, he's got to be feeding orally first mm, yeah. and spend a night in the family unit and um, I burst into tears and then I think this ended up in your um, two-piece book as one of the kindness stories, like yeah. she started working behind the scenes and um, trying to fix things for us. And so that afternoon she said, I think you need to go for a walk, just you two and the baby. So we got to take him out into the oh. fresh air. And then she arranged for us to spend our night out of the hospital in the Ronald Mack unit instead of the family room because it wasn't available so we could get home. And oh, within a few days, me bursting into tears, she had us out of oh, there. Oh, wonderful. Um, and, you know, we'll never forget that. Never. No. no. Um, yeah. We actually visited 
Nikku and sent in a copy of the book. Oh, it changed my life. It's a, it's oh, a, it's that's um, the best story. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, you never forget that. No, time. you never no. forget. You know, like she really saw us and, yep. um, yeah, got us out of there. Um, so, yeah, we, we came home at three weeks and um, started settling in, um, thinking hopefully, you know, all the medical stuff yeah. was But it did turn out that there was a lot more going on than we had initially mm. 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 So was there sort of typical behaviours and progressions or was it always a bit like, oh, that's a bit weird, we better go back and talk to the paediatrician? Yeah, I don't. I feel like there was nothing typical yep. except that he smiled early. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I was just taking a picture of him in tummy time and he smiled mm. and I caught it on camera oh. and I think that was like, Oh, it must have been just after three weeks. Or okay, yeah. We were home. We were at Mike Moore's place. But he smiled early. But a- apart from that, I don't really think he hit any milestones that we could see. Like he definitely seemed social, but um, we didn't realise at the time that he probably couldn't see very much at all. Right. Um, so, you know, I would try and read stories to him and he would just stare out the window mm. at like the bright light. Mm. Um, and... You know, we his eyes. He had a double strabismus. His eyes would stray outwards, mm-hmm. and it, you know, Lucas asked initially in Nifu, like, "Oh, is that a concern?" And they said, "Oh, no, that's normal at this stage." But right. it just didn't. No, oh, he didn't knew. Correct. Yeah. The dads know. Yeah. yeah. Um, it didn't correct, and so you know, we started seeing an ophthalmologist, and you know, I he was really struggling to feed, and oh. so I was already seeing the lactation consultant. Yes. And then I started to notice he wasn't lifting his head. We did tummy time religiously oh. and he never minded it. He just lay there. Yeah. He didn't do anything. Yeah, got um, it. So eventually, you know, we got in touch with the paediatrician. Thankfully, because of the kidneys, we've been assigned a paediatrician right. right away and she was amazing and she still looks after Robbie. Mm. So I never had to convince yes. You yes. Know, anyone to give me a referral. Yes. I was able to contact yes. her office and yep. um, they put us to the, sent us to the hospital physio and yep. we started um, physio there. And then after a while she sent us back to the paediatrician and said, oh, I think I think the paediatrician really needs to look at this. Mm-hmm. And then we had this big assessment with the P, the physio, the speechy, mm-hmm. the um like all these people and people I didn't even know who I suppose were training mm. pediatricians. Yes, yes. Um, all in the room, you know, mm. roll over and trying to do this mm, and talking mm. and talking and then finally they all left and the doctor sat me down and and she said, oh, I think Robbie is uh, delayed um, physically and intellectually and socially oh. and she just went on and, like, I hadn't thought socially because I thought, oh, at least he's smiling, you know, at least yes. he's engaging. But obviously there's more to it than just that. Mm. But, yeah, she basically Far out. said everything. And she said, I think we should run some genetic tests. Mm. You know, it, we may never know the cause, but um, let's let's check just in case. And how um, old and was so, your beautiful baby at this point? I think he was about five months, mm. five or six Oh, um, so yeah, we went went downstairs to pathology and left a blood sample. Mm, um, right, yeah. yeah, and then I think I can't remember how long it was after. Maybe a month or so. She met us again and said, "You know, we think it's there's a deletion on um, Robbie's 15th chromosome. Right. It could be either Prader-Willi syndrome right. or Ackerman syndrome. Right. Right. We'll have to do further testing to find out which one." Okay. Um, and I can remember we just looked at each other and. Neither of us 
knew anything about it. You know, even though I was a teacher and Lucas was a doctor, Lucas thinks he can remember maybe one slide about syndromes, but nothing came to mind. And I now know that doctor was also the doctor for Emma Price's daughter, Charlotte. Yes, Charlotte. So she knew she knew what Angelman syndrome was and her significance of that. Um, and she said, just go home and love your baby mm. and enjoy every stage of his development, I think is what she said. Something mm. really beautiful like that. Mm. And, you know, we went home and we did a little Google mm. that night. Yeah, um, and that was, that was hard. Um, yeah. we didn't, we didn't keep doing it. We didn't, we're not actually research people, mm. but we spent one evening looking into yeah. both of them. Mm. That was pretty confronting because mm. when you do something like that, mm. you know, there's it's all very medical, very. And, you know, profiles of you know facial yes. features and epilepsy yes. and all that, you know, um, and you know the description of nonverbal. Yeah. Like, oh, child's not going to talk to yes. you. They're going to have a conversation. Yeah. Yep. Um, so that hit pretty hard, but we I guess spent the next couple of months. Hoping, I think I was hoping it was Prada Willie because I think I remember seeing that um, Prada Willie could be moderate to severe intellectual disability, whereas Angelman syndrome it was just blanket severe. Mm, right. Yeah. I might have that wrong. Apologies to anyone in the Prada Willie community if I. I think got that, that sounds right. about right from the people I know. Yeah. 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 yeah okay. Um, I was hoping it was Prada Willie, and I thought because Robbie had been vocalising, yes. I thought, oh, he, I think he will talk. You know, he's yeah. making these noises. I think he's going to talk. Um, but, yeah, eventually we did meet with the geneticist and found out that it was Angelman syndrome um, and had to start getting used to that, which, yeah, it's just how do you how do you take in that kind of information? Like your whole world just changes. Mm, yep. mm. Every baby you look at, mm. every child you look at looks different. Yep. Yes. Suddenly looking, where are all the kids in wheelchairs? Where yeah. are the why, why am I driving down the street and every child I see is skipping and holding yes. their parents' yes. and talking and, yes. and where are they on the TV? I can't see anybody. Yes. I probably yes. might look like, like you just feel so isolated mm-hmm. and everything feels so unknown mm-hmm. and suddenly you're different from all your friends who've just had babies. Yes. yes. And and where are, where are the others? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is a really funny thing that when you go through whatever it is in life, you all of a sudden see those people. You know, when you're pregnant, yeah. everyone's pregnant. When you, yeah. I remember when I miscarried, everyone around me was pregnant mm. and I was like, oh, I yeah. can't tell anybody and I'm going, you know, like mm. things that yeah. now I hardly see pregnant people, mm. right, because mm. I am now mm. going to go through menopause. Mm. So, yeah. you know, we don't see and it's yeah, yeah. so you can't describe to people that mm. all I can see is the opposite of what mm. I And at that point you don't have a concept of what your life is. So you, no. you do catastrophize. And yes, that's a perfectly yeah. normal response. And you mm. probably also get that really big love burst for your child. Yeah. It's a weird, it's like the inside out with the mm. sorrow and the joy living mm. yeah. so closely side by side. How did yeah. you manage those days mm. after the diagnosis? Oh, look, it was very lonely. Um, mm. I was still struggling with feeding. I was still yes, expressing all the time. So it was know. almost impossible to leave the house. Yeah. And when we did leave the house, it was for medical appointments yeah. or for therapy. Um, I, you know, we weren't going to play groups. No. no. We did have um, one mum's group um, that we went through, went to, to at my church. Everyone was really lovely there. But all the babies are just developing normally. Yeah, yes. How do you join in with the conversation? Oh, you know, they're talking no, about can't. starting solids. And I think, 
I, I don't know what's going to happen here, no, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so... And their little worries and problems, you just think, yeah. I'm... Yeah, I, I would give anything to be experiencing exactly. what you I are. I remember one of them saying, like, I'm just so sick of setting up the painting easel <laughs> and watching them paint and packing it away again. And she's the kindest person. Of course. Of course. didn't mean anything no, by that. No, she is I just thought, oh, my goodness. Oh, we've all Will my said. child ever even paint? No, yeah. no. I wish or someone saying, like, oh, we're so, so annoying when you're trying to sit them down and they can just keep straightening their legs yes. and they want to stand up. I think I can't get mine to wait there. Like, I yes, know, you know, sure. yeah, it's yep. just, you just feel so different from everyone else. And I would just sit there kind of silently because yes. I thought, I don't know what I can say to you. I'm just going to stop the conversation. Yep. Yes. Um, and you also don't want constant pity and no. people looking at you and talking about you and well, you. that awkward silence. No. Um, but also you're told, go and join Mother's Go groups. and join. Go yeah. and get out of the house. This will be good for your baby. Yeah. But yeah. I yeah. used to feel like I was walking into a room and the knife was just coming towards my heart. Mm. Like this yeah. fake knife would just stab into my heart and then twist it around for an hour. Yeah, and like, I think, who's why? this good for? <laughs> but I'm going for them, okay? Yeah. yeah. But this is going to take me a week to get yeah. over. Recover, yeah. yeah. Look, I want to say to their credit, about a year later, a couple of them talked to each other and then contacted me and they said, we realise that probably the topics we talk about might be painful for you and wow. not really relevant. We'd really like to have a night where we talk about children with disability. Oh, uh, we found a podcast. I know. It was during COVID, so by then we were meeting over Zoom in the evening. Yeah. They said, we found a podcast um, with interviewing these mums of children with disabilities um, and we'd really like it if you're comfortable We'd like to listen to it beforehand and then have Q and A with you. Wow! I just remember every single mum came that night. Oh, wow! Every single oh, mum. This is how you do it, people. Oh, yeah. Stop it. Mm. Yeah. And and that just meant everything Beautiful to me. Friends. And then they really listened and yeah. they did it. You know, they, they said, "Is there anything we shouldn't be doing?" And I wow. said, "Oh, well, I know we've always called Robbie little Robbie, but he's getting bigger now, and I think some of the children think he's younger than he yes. is because he's up." But actually, he's a little—he's a boy now. He's not yeah. a baby. Yet. I think maybe we should stop calling him little Robbie. And they stopped. You know, like yes. they, everything I said, they did. So you know, I have to—I have to say that has meant everything. Oh, oh gosh, that means everything them. to me. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's actually incredible. I that have is, never heard I, anything no. like that in my life. No, no, it's a couple of amazing, insightful women. Yes, there, and they, just, they wanted it to be a safe place. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Wow. I mean, amazing, insightful yeah. women are yeah. <laughs> my jam. Yeah. So, yeah. But also that's good. It's a wonderful story for people to hear if yes. they're listening because we have a yes. lot of non-Ps listening. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's, and I can imagine that on the other side it's very challenging. Yeah. To know how to help. You don't know what you don't know. No, of and course People want not. to help. Of course. Um, but it's so – it's hard and it's – Scary thing, what it, you know. I had people who, if I started crying, they felt upset and they said, I'm sorry, I didn't need to I know. Cry. You're like, you're I'm not making so time. Right. I don't want to cry about, like, yeah. can I cry with you? You know, yes. Like, yes. Yeah, so, but you never know, and everybody grieves differently. That's so, right. Um, but I, I just think as long as you show that you love them and you're trying to follow their lead, people yeah. will know. Yeah. They'll know that you care. Yeah, yeah. that's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's beautiful, incredible. Rachel. Wow. Tell us about then, did you reach out to the Angelman Syndrome communi community? Or? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so um, it was a bit hard to find. I Like I looked on Facebook for an Angelman Syndrome group 
Um, and the, I, the, actually, the Australian group uses the initials AS. It says Australian oh. Families with AS. So I didn't actually find it no. for a while. But thankfully, um, I, I think I must have got in contact with um, the association because they then put me in touch with someone who wasn't, uh, was just sort of doing a stand-in role as the mm. Tasmanian rep. Um, at the time, but she really was the representative for um, FAST, which is a sister organisation, right. um, the Foundation for Angel and Syndrome Therapeutics, and right. they actually are working towards like research um, to gene therapy for a cure, which right, is, right. if you believe, human clinical trials in Australia right now. So it's wow. amazing work. Right. Um, but yeah, she contacted me, and, and when we were next in Hobart for another surgery, like I went and met with her family, and that was really special too. Mm. Like, I just think I wrote down so many things that she said that day about mm-hmm. what it's like and, you know, how her, her younger children have coped as siblings and, you know, what just so many things she said, you know, mm-hmm. reflections and examples and memories. I think I sat in the car and just wrote everything down. Oh, I love it. It's yeah, so right, special right, right. to meet yeah. someone. Yeah. But she was the only person I met for several years because then there was COVID, yes. everything shut down. Mm. We weren't having state gatherings at all. No. There wasn't really anyone in the association role. Like this lady, Chloe, was sort of filling in, but she was actually working for FAST and mm. had a full-time job herself and was a busy parent, so yeah, there wasn't anyone much. in this role yeah. organising the social and support side. Um, but, yeah, social media was wonderful i think i started following the hashtag angel and syndrome on instagram yep. so i could see yes. families living life yeah um, and then i did find the facebook group and started to make friends um with people in other states of australia mums who are my age yes um, it's so rare i think we've worked out that in tassie about every two years a child is born with angel wow. syndrome so um i didn't know anybody no. whose child was robbie's age yeah, so then I started connecting with the Melbourne mums um, and that, that really helped being able to talk to them on, on Facebook and mm. um, I think you two have both talked about that as well. Like You make yes. these friendships online yep. and you can't believe that an online friendship could be as strong as it oh. is and you've never yeah. even met in person. For yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's there's some very special friendships and that's yeah. actually how it came to be in the association um, because one of my uh, really good friends from Victoria, Chrissy. She became the Victorian rep for the association and then she dogged me in to be the Tassie rep. She said, you should do it. She said, no one's doing it. You should be the Tassie rep. And um, that's how that happened. Oh. How did you feel when she dogged you in? Did you want to do it? Or um, you... Well, I think I said to her, like, oh, is there, you know, what's the, what's the time commitment, you know? And she's like, oh, it's fine. It's just like a Zoom meeting every other month and, you know, like an hour a week or something. And I said, oh, that's great. But then I happened to join right before our biannual national conference (laughs) (laughs) so I really shot myself in the foot there because then I was suddenly like can you make this video can you organize this you know can you contact these people and I didn't like get an induction or anything it was just straight in Um, but on the other hand amazing like to join right attend and be involved and you get this inside view and a better understanding of like how the association came to be because I was uh, putting together you know, video messages from all these people who'd been involved in its inception and yeah. um, doctors who served in the first clinic and, you know, 30 years yeah, ago. Yeah, like, yeah. that was amazing to actually yeah, yeah, yeah. take in that, like, take in that history mm. while doing those jobs and realise what an amazing group that we were part oh, of yes. and, and all these matriarchs, you know, yes. who started 30 yes. years ago, these 
Kids Mothers in the 90s. Oh, and, I'm in awe of them. Yeah, and you just think like, wow, when they got their diagnosis, they had no one. They had no Yes, one. that's right. They had no social media. They had no mm, email. Mm, mm. It was just letters and phone calls. Yes. And they built this amazing group yes. that now I get to just walk into. Yes. It's standing on the shoulders of these people. Yes. Oh, it's, the um, truth. And yeah. it's the biggest gift. And I don't think we'll ever really appreciate it. No. But you just hope that you can build a little bit more, yeah. you know, for the next person because mm. thank goodness for those who did it before us. That's right. Yeah. No NDIS. You know, no. just no. think about yeah. all the ways that they yeah. Yeah. championed their child. Yeah. yeah. And the children yet to come. Yeah. 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 Incredible, yeah. incredible yeah. humans. And mostly women. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mostly women. You're proud to be a woman. Yeah. yeah. There is one dad who's been on that association board since its inception. Yeah. Right. There's a couple of good it dads is. who, yeah. He's still there. Yeah. Um, he was a president for a long time. Oh, yeah. what yeah. a legend. Yeah. And so, how is Robbie? today like how um what's his little personality like and oh he's got the most beautiful personality um he is such a happy little boy happiness is actually a feature of the syndrome yeah. which sounds like a strange thing you don't think of that as a, a symptom yes. you know but yeah. um yeah a happy personality or exuberant demeanor is another way of phrasing it mm-hmm. yeah uh, is a symptom uh, or feature of the syndrome um, but he also brings his own beautiful characteristics. He's really gentle. Mm. Yeah. Um, he loves holding hands mm. and touching oh, faces. Yeah. Um, he is very patient, which is good because he has to wait a lot. And yeah. now that we've got two younger kids, um, yeah. he um, works incredibly hard. Um, we do a lot of physio, a lot of therapy at home. Yeah. Almost all the activities he does really are built around. Like mm. they're play-based, yeah. but we've got an extra motivation yeah. behind yeah. it. You know, you're reading this book because we want you to try and target this sound button, which yes. you love, but hopefully it's going to help you learn to point a finger and then access a speech device like yes, that. Yes, yes. Mm. Um, yeah, so he's patient, he's gentle, he's trusting, he's getting a bit cheeky, which is very cute. <laughs> um, and... Yeah, he's just he's the loveliest little boy. He loves water, which is another feature of the syndrome, a fascination with water. Mm-hmm. Um, he loves music, which we think maybe comes from us because we're yeah. both from musical families. Oh, yeah. Um and we love music and he does all his favourite toys are, you know, tambourines and oh, piano. Uh, yes. He loves to bang away and yes. it's nice having seen older children with Angelman syndrome going to concerts with their siblings, yes. you know, like music festivals. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Robbie would love that. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's going to be on the bucket list. We're yeah. Do that. Um, yeah, so he, he's a beautiful boy. Developmentally, um, he works so incredibly hard and he's come so far, but um, obviously compared to his peers, he's mm. very um, significantly disabled. So he can't yet um, sit up or roll over by himself, but he can with assistance. Mm. Um, and while he can't crawl or anything on his own, he can walk when we hold his hips mm, and he can right. walk around, which is amazing. It's yeah. real game changer. Yeah. Um, and um, he stopped feeding completely at about eight months. He had never been feeding well and mm. he had um, become failure to thrive. Not mm. that anyone ever actually told me. I think our beautiful pediatrician was too tactful to use yeah. those oh, words. That sounds amazing. He wasn't thriving and yeah. then he caught a virus didn't drink anything for 24 hours, ended oh. up in hospital yeah. for two weeks. With That's when he was diagnosed with epilepsy because he just went into status having oh, over, over drop seizures. Um, 
and at the same time he was diagnosed with sleep apnea um, and also he just never recovered. Mm. So he's mm. he is tube fed, mm. um, but I don't actually think he minds. Like he yeah. doesn't. You know, it was confronting at first. Yes. Um, but now it's just very much a normal part of our yeah. life. Um, yeah. I, we try and get in. We just want him to enjoy food. Yes. yes. And to enjoy the taste and yes. the flavour. Because food is a joy of life. It so, is. you know, when we're having ice cream or birthday cake, we'll give him a bit of the ice right. cream or something that is safe for him yeah. um, to try. But apart from that, it doesn't, I don't think he really minds. Um, and so it's just a normal part of life. He is nonverbal. Um, he can sign more, which yeah. is a you know unforgettable day after two yes. years of modelling, signing, um, and just thinking this is never going to happen. Yes. Um, and then I remember seeing one day he was flicking this little spinner with one finger. Yep. I thought if he can flick that spinner <laughs> with one finger, he can bang his chest to yes. sign more. Yeah. Oh, out of me, Robbie. Yes. And so then, you know, we really, like, renewed our efforts and started doing it all the time over and over again. And we went on a beach holiday and we walked him into the waves and then turned around and started walking back out and he banged his chest. Oh. Uh, and we walked straight back into the ocean. Of course you did. You can stay here In and out and he was signing more. And that weekend, just, like, we, we blew raspberries on him and he signed more. Oh, we did oh, he signed more. Beautiful, um, mum. And then he was signing more every time he got out of the bath. <laughs> Hilariously, after two years of, you know, it took him two years to learn to sign more. It only took him about one week to realise it wouldn't automatically get him everything he wanted. Yes. <laughs> and then he, then he pretty much quit. <laughs> but um, he's, thankfully he's recovered again. He's yeah. decided if it's worth a try. So he will sign more. And that's his way of saying he wants things. You know, we'll walk him past the piano and he'll stare at it and bang his chest. Yeah, and we'll yeah. say, hey, you want to go, you know, you want to play the play piano? Play the piano. Yeah, yeah. Piano. yeah. Um, next time we're working on his finish because yeah. everybody deserves to be able to say, I've had enough. Yes, yes. Um, so that's the next one. Yeah. Um, and he uses a pod. We model it and we're, you know, going to be trialling some high-tech um, yeah. options as well yeah. later this year. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I just want to say you're a beautiful mum. You've done such a great job. You really have. You know. Yeah. 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 And I'm emotional because I don't know. I'm. I mean, it's it's the love. Yeah. And you'll do anything for him. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 You're gonna make me cry now. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I love his every two, but it it just that's what jumps out. Yeah. Yeah. and I think, like, you know, you have talked about this before, but, you know, people say, oh, you're a super mom, I don't know yeah. how to do it, or I could never cope. And um, and I think, I mean, firstly, don't say that. No, <laughs> because please don't. It sounds like to us, I think, we think people are saying, like, oh, it's fine for you. Yeah, yes. but I couldn't you do it. You are always Goodness going to be not fine me. with this. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, the way I feel about how hard it would be, that doesn't apply to you. But actually, no, it felt just as hard. Yes. Yes. I and just every thought, day, actually. Yeah, I thought this is never going to be okay. No. Um, yeah. There's no way this can ever be okay. Yes. Yeah. Never going to get better. Yes. We're always going to be his parents. He's always going to need our yes. care. Yep. Yes. Yep. Um, I just felt there was no light at the end of the time. Yes. It was such a dark time. Yes. Uh, but you love your child. Yep. Yes. Like the strange thing is, you know, the lowest days when we were at home alone mm. doing endless tummy time mm. and it was never his head and I would just look out the window and think all the other mums are out there yeah. at the playground. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They're blueberry picking. Yep. Yes. 
or whatever. Yes. I'm in here. Yes. Stuck between an endless cycle of expressing and tummy time. Yes. Um, but then it, it's when you cuddle that baby who's brought all this yeah. diagnosis into your life, that's what makes you feel better. Yes. I know. <laughs> it's a weird loop. It's so, it's so, yeah. it's not what you'd expect, you know, but no. they're the comfort. Yes. Even yeah. It's their diagnosis that has brought you this grief. Yeah. They're not the grief. No. no. They're, they're you your love beautiful them. baby. Yes. yes. <laughs> you do whatever exactly they need. Right. And anybody else, you know, most people would. Like not everyone has, you know, the social supports or whatever. You know, some people have already been traumatised before they've had children. Yes, not that's every, right. All of Not that. everybody can cope, actually. Yeah, well, that's but, right. It's true. Yeah, most people, you do whatever it takes yep. for your baby. And so I'm sure all of my friends who say that to me would do the same. Yeah, they would. Yeah, they would. They yep. would. They would do what they had to for their yep. baby. Yeah, that's right. Just, Nothing's yeah. more important. That no. is so true about them comforting you because that is exactly yeah. yes. what Molly does to me. Yes. So yeah. even though we've had a, a wicked patch and then yeah. we have this big cuddle and then yeah. we're all good. Yeah. And it's, yeah. It's, yeah. You just kind of explained something I haven't really no. thought about You've before. articulated it's it exactly really well. what happens. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. It's the love. Yeah. It's the love. Yeah. And it's, I mean, every parent hopefully understands love. Yeah. In a different way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. But of course. it is this unique yeah. Love. Yeah, we're very yeah. lucky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's almost more fierce. And more yes, it oh, is. it is more fierce. More protective. Yep. Definitely. And you feel more devastated if they get hurt. Yes. You know, yes. Yes. My other little kids get hurt. It's so awful. <laughs> <laughs> I know they'll be fine. Oh, they yeah. Yeah. oh yeah, yeah. You Those know? kids bounce. Yeah. yeah. I know they'll you know? be fine. And I know they yeah. have, like, if my two year old falls, she puts her hands out and yeah. she can protect herself. Yes, that's if right. Ronnie falls, yes. Oh, terrible. Of course. Yeah, no. Yeah. It's so much. It's. Terrible, but no, you know, we, everyone understands what you're saying. Yeah. You yeah. just yeah. know they're so vulnerable, yes, you know, exactly. They need that very energy. precious, yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, so he started school this year, is that right? He started school last year, so oh. he did kinder last year, which was part time, right. and this yep. year is what we call prep, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, or foundation, yeah, yeah, yep. doesn't matter, yep. um, yeah. So he's in full time this year, so yes. he started back. A week and a half ago, last week was his first five-day week. Right. Um, he seems to be doing pretty well, okay. which is good. Um, he, it, you know, it was harder than I maybe expected starting school last year. I'm a teacher, and yes, um, I never thought I'd be that parent. Yes, you know, crying about drop-off. Oh, but no. it's different when your child can't tell you what yes. happened. Yes, you know, when you think all I'm going to know about your day is what an adult tells me. Yes. yes. And they won't see everything. No, no. And, and they, won't they from his might not want to say everything. Yes. You know, like if they've had a really busy day and they haven't been able to get to you. Yeah, they're not going to tell you. They're not going to. And I know that as a teacher, I know the classrooms are busy. You yes. can't do everything. No. You know, but mums don't teacher, do everything. So, no, and yeah. mums don't. And we don't do everything at home all the time. But, you know, yeah. I know that he can't tell me. Yes. He can't tell me if he had to sit in his wheelchair all day. Yes. Yeah. Um, and. You know that that vulnerability just extra hard. It's very significant, um, actually. Yeah. yeah, he goes to a support school, and I'm really, really glad that mm. that's where he is. And mm. and I, like, there are children with Angelman syndrome who go to mainstream school as well, and they love the social benefits. And mm. I do feel that misses out on that a bit. There's pros and cons, mm. by yeah, the way. Of course, there of course. is. Um, but for me, I really wanted him to be in a school where they understood how to communicate using pod, where yeah, they had yeah. experience. With Pumpies, where yes. everything is accessible already with for wheelchairs. Yep. They've got all the ramps, you know. Yeah. They have a wheelchair swing, things like that. So I wanted all of that. Yeah. Him. Yeah. 
Um, and and that has been really good. It did take some settling in at the start. Yeah. It was a bit more complicated than I expected. Yes. But thankfully this year um, he's they placed him with his teacher from last year mm. and one of his teacher aides. And that's been amazing because I haven't had to start from scratch yes. explaining it. They already yes. know him and they can teach the others. That's the so best that feeling ever. Oh, yeah. It's so reassuring. Yeah. Um, and I know that they know him really, really well. Um, they write wonderful learning goals for him. And um, so, yeah, I'm really, really pleased that he has some of those same people. And I think the day I realised that I'm, I think he does like school yeah. was, I was in term one last year I was driving in and I turned into the turning circle of the school and he started laughing. Ah. And I thought, oh, he wants that's to reassuring. Be here. Yes. You, know, like, you know, he is such a happy person. It's hard to tell what he does or doesn't like. Yes, yes. But he never seems unhappy. <sighs> to school and he also seems happy when I pick him up and I actually ended up doing relief at that school last year and it was so funny I would see him in the corridor and I'd be so excited yeah. <laughs> I would kneel down and be Mommy, you know and just look straight past me <laughs> <laughs> this is not your place mum <laughs> no I thought he'd never be too cool for me but oh, yeah, yeah. I'm embarrassed to have my mum I not want anything to do with me but <laughs> 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 so he must be okay that yeah. is so gorgeous oh, oh yeah. Rachel beautiful Tell us about your role in the association and what, what are your plans hmm. or what are your dreams yes. for the association? Well, um, I am the humble Tasmanian <laughs> state rep. Yep. I stepped into a role that there was no competition for, so I can't say <laughs> Congratulations. Can't Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'll stick it on a resume. Oh, but, yes, um, you will. It probably sounds, you know, more illustrious than no. it is. But, um, look, it's um, – it's been lovely over the last year realising that people do want to get together. Like I think yes. when I stepped into the role, I thought, okay, like I better now contact all these families. And I didn't actually know the families that were in Tassie, but, the, yeah. you know, one of the previous reps gave me contact details and yep. started getting in touch and people started coming yep. out of the woodwork. And we think there's about 13 people with Angelman syndrome in Tasmania. Right. Not all of them want to be in the association. Yes. So once you hear about someone, Yep. And you try and pass on your contact details, but they don't always yep, yep. They want to be part. And that's fine. Yep. You know, they probably have their own friends and family yes. and that's how they want to live life. So yep. not everybody wants to be in the group. But um, we think there's about 13. So I started contacting those families. And we were going down to Hobart for just a holiday weekend. And I said, oh, you know, if anybody wants to catch up, like we'll meet at the park at this time. And I thought everybody's so busy. Yeah. You know, it's going, we might just get one or two. Everybody came. Ah. And that was the first gathering in the state in, well, at least since Robbie was dying. Right. That was the first <gasps> kind of done. incidental gathering. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was about families and us. Yep. Yeah. Um, but it went on from there. And that was really special. One of the mums there, um, had she's had the next child after Robbie. And right. so the boy is only two. And that was her first time meeting, you know, other yeah. families and seeing older people with angel and syndrome, mm. which can be hard when yeah. you've got a little baby. Yes, it can. And then you see an adult in a wheelchair yes. and, okay, you know, that's that's what it's going to look like. Or, um, But she was unsure if she was going to come. And she did end up coming and she messaged me afterwards and she said, thank you so much. I'm so glad I came. I feel better about it now than I expected. Yeah. It was just so um, hopeful to mm. be able to talk to other other parents mm. and you know like one of the mums there her daughter's in her 20s you mm. know and mm. and she's like the nana to the group and yes. she's you know talking to all of us and brought presents for some of the oh. kids and 
she's checking on everyone in between gatherings. Mm. She's one of the previous state reps. Yes. Uh, sort of still has that mothering. Of course. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then actually last week was um, International Angelman Day mm. um, on the 15th of February because February is red as ease month. Yes. Angelman syndrome is the is um, a missing gene on the 15th chromosome. Mm. So that's why it's February. Um, and look, it was like Christmas for us <laughs> in yes. terms of organisational stuff for the association, you know, the posting you're doing on social media, the awareness, the yes. fundraising, gather, you know, organising a gathering. Um, so my main role for Tassie um, was organising a state gathering. So we had a huge picnic um, on Saturday at a park um, in Launceston this time because mm. we try to alternate yeah. both ends of the state. Um, and it was so beautiful. I was actually really proud. Our numbers weren't that far behind the biggest states. You know, we, a yeah. lot of states had about 40 people. Victoria had 80. You'll be proud to know they had the record. <laughs> um, but... Uh, we actually had about 30. So oh, it was really it, yeah. almost everyone who could come came, came yeah. right? Um, there were families travelling and they couldn't make it yeah, for various yeah. reasons or, yeah. you know, with illness. Yeah. Um, but so many people came uh, and it was just so special. You know, there are people there who they've got photos of their daughters meeting when they, you know, in primary school. Mm. Now here are their daughters together in their 30s and 40s. Yeah, and right? they're friends. Um, they're friends. Yeah. yeah, they're women who've done the journey together, you know, long before I came along. Mm. Um, and we've got, you know, kids ranging from Robbie was the youngest there at five and the eldest was, I think, 43. Yeah, right. Um, so we've got all these different ages. We've got boys and girls. We had bubble machine. We had giant bubbles. We oh, had face right. Oh. One of the teenage girls, the sisters, just brought along blue face paint. Oh, oh awesome. Um, we had an angel cake and blue jelly because oh, blue is the colour yes. uh, for the association. Um, yeah, it was just it was just a really beautiful day. Mm. Um and I thought afterwards, you know, you know, when you get a diagnosis like this, you just, what you see is the negative. That's what you're told. Yeah. You don't actually know the community you're going to get with. No. Um, and it's it's so powerful. Like I was reflecting about it afterwards and thinking, like, I actually felt really proud yes. to be there with that group. Yes. And I couldn't have imagined five years ago yes. that I would feel proud because I felt so self-conscious yeah. going out with other yes. people were staring at you. And especially when he had a nasogastric tube, people would ask what it yeah. was. And, you know, they could see that he was disabled, but they didn't yeah. know what was going on. And yeah. I thought, you know, this has changed so much because I got so proud to be part of that group. Yes. <laughs> a group of amazing people. Yes. You know, siblings who are the most empathetic yes. people. Parents who have had to be strong. Yeah. Um, and beautiful people with Angelman syndrome who just bring so much joy right. as much as their lives are challenging. And that's challenging for us, yeah. you know. But this is a really amazing group and um, I'm glad that I met that community. I'm yeah, glad that yeah. I'll always have these yeah. these friends and, and I've now I see these people who yeah. I never saw them. Yeah. You know, yeah. Your eyes are opened to see the people who've gone through hardship and yes. who've been resilient and know real love. love. Yeah. Yeah, and, real and love. Robbie brought them. Yeah. yeah, Robbie brought them to us. Yes. That's right. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I feel so grateful for that. So there were state gatherings all over the country Um we had buildings lighting up blue, oh. um, including in Launceston. We had the town hall light up blue. Oh, gorgeous. Um, and um, we did a little campaign of um, putting together profiles of people with Angelman syndrome, you know, beautiful pictures of their faces oh. and a little bit about their personality, their Fantastic. likes and dislikes. Because there are still actually a lot of, um, statistically we know there are 
people in Australia with Angelman syndrome who are undiagnosed right. it gets misdiagnosed yep. as cerebral palsy. Yes. Yeah. Um, so we're still looking for those people. You know, mm. we call them our hidden angels, and we're mm. still trying to find them on, bring them into the community. Yes. Um, so, and a lot of people on their way to a diagnosis, their doctor might say, "Oh, they don't look like they have Angelman yeah. syndrome." Right. Like. One of the features can be um, their hair and blue right. eyes. Mm. Robbie's got brown yes. hair mm. and hazel eyes. You know, mm. he doesn't mm. have that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he still has ankle yeah. You know, yeah. so we want to raise awareness so that those people can get mm. an accurate diagnosis and be mm. part of this amazing community. Mm. 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 Very important. And I think for them as well to know, oh, there's a group and for yes. any sort of research or, yes. you know. Yes. Mm. So we yeah. could keep talking to you for hours and hours. Yeah. <laughs> really good. Yeah. But is yeah. there anything we've missed that you want to share with our community? Oh, um, I think I think for me my heart is still with the people who have got a fairly new diagnosis. Yeah. Mm. That's not long behind us. Mm. Um, and I guess – like, I want to pass on what was said to me. So, you know, I was put in contact with Emma Price um, from Source Kids, you know, yeah. her daughter Charlotte, um, because she's from Tassie yes. and she's very Tasmanian. My cousin was her, the best man at their wedding. Oh, you know, like, yes. that's, oh <laughs> Everybody wow. knows everybody's Tasmanian <laughs> story. But, um, yeah, my auntie put me in touch with her um, and she, I remember her message that she sent me. Um, this is before Charlotte had passed away yeah. and she said, you know, it does get easier. Mm. Um, and she said, "There, it's so rewarding watching Charlotte develop and I celebrate her milestones more than any of my other children. Yes. You know, it, it's so much more meaningful. And she yes. just talked about what it was like. And that meant so much because I think, you know, people who don't share that diagnosis or disability, you know, they'll try, they might try and encourage you or comfort you and say, oh, it'll oh, mm. be fine or whatever, you know. Mm. But hearing someone who's actually walking the path saying it does get easier, mm. that really meant a lot. Yes. And then when I joined the Australian um, Facebook group for Angelman Syndrome, there was a big welcome post, welcome Rachel and Lucas and their son Robbie, you know, um, and everybody commented and they're like, this is our daughter, she's 16, yes. we live, it's going to be okay, we all know yeah. what it's like. Like just oh. this welcome. And so I guess what I would say to anybody with any diagnosis, you know, any key mum out there or sibling, um, that, you know, you just need to find your tribe. Yeah. And for us, like that's, you know, the Angelman Syndrome Association mm-hmm. um, and the social media groups that we're on. And it can be other things as well. Like it can be, you know, at your child's school mm-hmm. or at a place that they do therapy or mm-hmm. natural or yes. something like that. Yeah. You know, you need to find your tribe. Easier said than done sometimes, but, mm. you know, it, it takes a little time, but it yeah. is so worth it. Um, Two Peas is another tribe that's been amazing mm. um, for me. And I I swear there are so many days when I was so lonely, but I could put on the podcast mm. and I felt I was talking to someone who knew. Mm. And it sounds cheesy, but so many times, you know, driving out of Hobart after a surgery, I would hit that highway. Oh on the podcast and mm. I knew on that drive home I had someone with me who oh, knew and it was yeah. safe yeah. yeah yeah I knew I had a friend so to anyone out there who's got a new diagnosis for their child just you know hang in there yeah it does get easier yeah and when you find the people you can do life with 
you can do it together. Mm, and yeah, it'll be, beautiful It's words. going to be okay. Mm. You know? Our children are beautiful. They're yes. worth all the love and all the effort, yes. but we need to make it happen. Yes. True, Rachel. True, Thank, true. You. Thank you. Thank oh. you. We couldn't finish on a more beautiful note. Oh, no. Oh. I don't want to, you know, make other guests feel bad, but you've been a perfect guest. <laughs> <laughs> We've had two Tassie, Lewis and yes. you. So yes, Tassie you're back to back at the moment. Yes. <laughs> Well, we thank you so much you, for sharing you, with you. us. Thank you. And um, all the details will be in the show notes yep. if people want to find you, follow you, all that sort of stuff. Yep. Yep. So thank you for being patient with me last year. We we got you oh, on. Oh, no. And, um, yeah. yeah, and we thank you. We look forward to yeah. hearing all about Robbie. Yeah. and uh, He's worth it. He's yeah. a yeah. beautiful story. Yeah. He's a gorgeous boy. Yeah, thank you, Rachel. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 